Hi, friends. It's your internet friend, Greg Tepper. Um, I'm in the mission control for today's episode because Max is gone. And uh, unsurprisingly, something went wrong. So I, um, I forgot to dub down the audio on the huddle highlights that we ran. So it may sound a little bit uh, weird whenever we're talking this week in recruiting. Uh, but I hope you will bear with me. Max is back tomorrow and things will be back to normal. So thank you for your courage. Thank you for putting up with me. I love you very much. Goodbye. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's got to get through one more show before an actual broadcast professional shows up. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on the Book of Faces, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to, the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for spending part of your day slogging through this show with us. Uh, I am not alone in the studio. We do have a very special in-studio guest. Please welcome, as I turn on his mic, I hope this is your mic. Let's find out. Nope. Powers. There he is. There Greg Powers. We as did it. As soon as you hit it, I could I could hear it. Yes. We're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, it's Greg Powers of Next Little Athlete uh, joining us uh, in the studio. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Sitting over here in, I guess you're in the captain's chair technically. Yeah. It's, it's very odd. Um, we all miss Max dearly because... We need somebody on this show who knows what he's doing, at least from a technical perspective. Uh, and instead, uh, we've kind of run through a bunch of uh, – I mean, let's be honest. You and I were amateurs compared to Max. Right. Right. So, well, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin right. doing what you're doing even right now. Uh, neither would I. <laughs> so uh, it make, that makes two of us. Uh, today is – oh, let me do the first four through the door. First four through the door, Brent Homan, Guy Frazier, Bob McSpadden, and Ruben Rios – Hello, everybody. It is good to see you. Uh, on Today is Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. All day, actually. 106 days until Thanksgiving, episode 798. 798. That's Victor Diaz's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Those unforgettable 37 games in 2007. On today's show, guys, we've got This Week in Cruton. That's what powers is here. Wave powers. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then back half of the show, we're going to hear from Childress coach Jason Sims. He talks about his Bobcats and what we can expect from him. And then also tells us what's on his Texas high school football stadium bucket list. We'll get into that coming up here at the back half of the show. I have to ask. Yeah. If Max was here today, mm-hmm. episode 798, whose birthday would you have oh, selected? We, whose yeah. birthday would it have been? Because there are... Some excellent Ooh, 814 day. options Big out day. There. Is today your birthday? Today is not my okay, birthday. Okay, I don't know. Uh, here's, here's who we got according to this dumb website that I checked. Um, Magic Johnson. Yes, that's the one that pretty good. went to the top of my list when I looked. Uh, today is also the birthday of Heisman Trophy winner Tim Tebow. Wow. He turns 31, I think, today. Um, as well as Steve Martin. Okay, it's a big day for birthdays. Well, I mean, one that also jumped out to me, Halle Berry. Ooh, today's Halle Berry's birthday? Halle Berry birthday. Okay. Happy birthday, birthday Halle Berry. Um, as well as, let me get one more. Um, nope. Nobody else that I recognize. Mila Kunis. This dumb website that I go to always has, like, Instagram stars, and uh, which is which is not a thing, by the way. Instagram stars are not a thing. 
That is not a profession that we should be, um, <laughs> if I may editorialize here on Texas Football Today, that is not a profession that we should be idolizing and, and putting uh, like titles underneath. So, uh, in any case. Uh, oh, boy, howdy. I do not know if I know where the... Um, oh, I do! Oh, my gosh, I found the recruiting intro. Okay. Ready? Let's do it. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. And this is This Week... In Cruton. Oh, my gosh, I did it. <laughs> this Week in Cruton with Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Um, talking all the biggest news and notes from around the state. This is a lot... Of, so, for those who don't know, I'm since I'm sitting in the jump seat today and I'm producing... Um, this week in recruiting has a lot of different elements. You always send me. You're very good about sending me film of, of the kids that we're yes. talking about, and so uh, I want to make sure we get the, that up. But uh, that's just that's just a. It's adding to the degree of difficulty is, is what I'm saying. But it's going to be fun. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I get a I get to witness it because when you're sitting in when you're sitting in this is Tepper's seat that I'm sitting in today. Uh, when you're sitting in Tepper's seat, you get to see and watch the producer as he. Pushes the buttons and makes everything go live. He, so it's a completely different experience in panics, studio today. As, as he totally panics. Yeah. So let's start with our prospect on the rise. Our prospect on the rise um, is uh, uh, this is going to surprise a lot of people, but um, <laughs> it seems like it is with great regret that I announced that uh, Lake Travis is at it again. They've got another quarterback. This time it's 2021 quarterback Nate Yarnell. This is a guy that we saw at State 7-on-7 seven seven because Hudson Card was at uh, Elite 11. Right. right. But this is a kid that I know is just next man up for, for Lake Travis. It's going to be a special kid. And I was had been wanting to try to talk about him a little bit since we watched him in the 7-on-7. Seven seven. Obviously, if we picked a, a player from that event, one per week, that we could just go on and on and on all year. As our prospect on the side, because there were a lot of standout players there. But Yarnell really uh, commanded that offense in Hudson Clark's absence. They averaged close to 40 points per game in 77. And I know uh, people are sometimes quick to say, well, that's uh, without pads on, and what can you do in pads? Well, Yarnell, I think, is a clear candidate to be that guy after Clark's gone to carry on the tradition at Lake Travis, the quarterback tradition. As a matter of fact, he's already starting to pick up all first Houston also recognize his abilities, and he's got some, some playing time, but I think that uh, they'll expand on his playing time this year in case something happens to us. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the kind of guy that, that especially when you got a, a quarterback factory like this crap, where a lot of these guys, um, the school gives them the benefit of the Not to say they have that thing, maybe you know, hasn't earned the um, attention that he's got, but you've got guys coming to knock on the door. Bottom line is that if a coach at Lake Travis says, "Hey, our quarterback that is behind them is pretty good," college coaches are going to listen and recruiters are going to listen. Right. Well, and their quarterback behind whoever star has been forever at Lake Travis has been pretty good. Let's face facts. Uh, so you have to think who's coming behind the next guy is going to be somebody that you're going to want to check out when you're going through the evaluation period. Uh, now will you, Garnell have the chance to put down uh, the right amount of film this year? It doesn't have to be a huge amount. Because he has a six foot six frame, he's going to push into the two hundred pound range by the time he steps on the field as a senior. Uh, trying to think of a comparison for him as I see it, you know, there's not a whole lot available on him right now to evaluate. But I think uh, Oklahoma State quarterback like Mason Rudolph may be mm-hmm. somebody to start to think about as it relates to Nate Yarnell as a comparison. You don't right. ever want to compare a high school player to maybe somebody that's in the NFL today. Uh, 
but frame wise and skill wise, I think that Nate Yarnell is much more uh, Mason Rudolph than he is Hudson Card, who's a, a bit more of a dual threat, or or Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. who was a bit more of a dual threat. I mean, we could name yeah maybe Michael Brewer. Maybe yeah. he's more Michael Brewer than he is uh, Hudson Card, Baker yeah. Mayfield. That makes sense. Okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna skip ahead one because uh, I've got one video that uh, I want to see if it'll, it'll work. Okay. Uh, but let's go to our underclassman of the week, and this is a kid that I'm gonna see in week one. Okay. And I'm really excited about it. It's Friday night uh, on Texas Football Days. You, too, can watch him on Fox Sports Southwest as part of the Battle of the Axe as far as part of Texas Football Days. It's uh, Denison 2022 running back J- uh, Jadarian Price, but everyone calls him JD. Yep. And this kid um, burst onto the scene as a freshman last year. We, when you went up there to Texoma land, you could not walk a, a mile without hearing the name J.D. Price. This kid has certainly made a name for himself early uh, in his career. And 24-7 Sports recently named him the number one prospect in the state of Texas in the 2022 class. So that's a pretty lofty uh, ranking already for J.D. Price, who rushed for over 1,400 yards and 16 scores as a freshman there uh, at Denison. And we featured him, of course, in the Rising Magazine this year as you know, our basically our featured prospect in, the, in that class so he's a certainly a guy who everybody's won. yeah usc often this week arkansas Baylor, ohio state oklahoma state tcu in texas also i mean among others have also extended offers and i think the battle and why i'm glad that we're starting to put these guys in the, the group notebook yeah uh, every week now is the game they're coming and i this is a game that Denison has had control of. We can give you a little bit more background on uh, the state of this rivalry right now. But Denison won the game pretty handily last year. They have a lot coming back this year. Uh, Sherman's undergone some changes. Will they have enough to stack up with Denison? Right, and we're going to talk a lot about that as week one uh, approaches. But, um, but yeah, Denison's won six straight in the Battle of the Axe. It's, I believe, the longest streak they've ever had of holding the Axe. And that game means a lot to a lot of people. And so if you're Talking about a kid in J.D. Price who can carry this program for, for a while, I mean, th- that's going to be priority one for Sherman, for J.D. Martinez and Sherman, is slowing down J.D. Price because he is such a talent. He is such a game-breaker. And to me, when we were watching his film, the thing that stands out to me is that burst. Right. And that is, I know that, I know that we see freshmen who have, who, who have a little bit of burst, but maybe not like that, and especially not when you combine it with the elusiveness uh, and, and the vision that he has, even as a freshman, uh, was, was awful impressive. And you could see, look, the numbers don't lie. 1,400 yards and 16 touchdowns at the 5A level in, uh, in Texas as a freshman. Right. It just doesn't happen very often. And it, th- it's special. I think we have him listed at 175 pounds maybe right now. I think he's added some weight since then. When I saw him in the summer at 7-on-7, seven seven, he looked to be pushing up to the 185-190 range. He's really started to mature, and that's uh, – that's a dangerous scenario there for teams that are matching up against Denison, who I think went 6-4 and four last year trying to improve on that record this year. And, of course, they're going to ride J.D. Price. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to be here in 2,000, 2,100 yards as a sophomore for him. It's Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete joining us on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right, let's get into our Recruit of the Week. Our Recruit of the Week is a guy that we have mentioned here before. Um, in, in a guy that, that I think people will know the name of if you were play, paying attention to teams playing deep into December. Uh, it was uh, Shadow Creek defensive back Xavier Alford. Xavier Alford is, uh, has narrowed it down, uh, or he's named the top two, of uh, Texas and Texas A&M. We've got an old-school uh, recruiting rivalry uh, budding between these two, yep. uh, both looking for the services of Xavier Alford, and it's easy to see why both these teams are after this kid. Well, and a, a kind of a surprise 
to me, honestly, we talked about this a bit before we went on the air today, is I thought this was, when it first started, was going to be a battle between LSU and Alabama for offered services. And uh, he's a guy who could play safety or corner, I think, at the next level. I think he plays safety for Shadow Creek out of necessity or, you know, the type of defensive back there. He can play safety there, but he can very easily play cornerback uh, once he arrives in college. He has that type of skill set. He's not afraid to come up and lay the wood, but he has the type of frame and the ability to turn and run uh, with receivers. And, of course, made a huge play right here. We'll see it on tape. Made a huge play in the state championship game. I think it was the first quarter. Uh, uh, game was a lot of in the early stages of that. Now, what will they have to do? Make it back to the and they certainly have the talent. So, one of the front runners in that offensive guy who is a traditional AM for him right now, just because of the fact I thought he was always going to be a good thing. I thought Alabama and LSU were the front how I see it kind of playing out now in Texas. Security Council next time we talk about is also Audi Max, Joshua Eaton. I think that possibly Alfred ends up at AM. Xavier Alford, of course, is going to be one of the very best playmakers in, in defensively in state. A guy that I think everybody already kind of knows about. Super team guy. Absolutely. Super team guy. Uh, finally, let's get into our uh, commit of the week, and I can't get the, the tape to work, so my bad. That's all right. Um, it's Lufkin 2020 def- uh, safety, Jaron Thompson. Uh, he has committed to Texas. Um, this was, I remember last year going into Texas football days. That because it was Longview and Lufkin, that this was the guy that Todd Quick told us, this is the guy. This is the guy you need to keep an eye on. Yeah, you know, there's we had, they had Braylon Garcia up front, and, and they had um, Carl Williams up front right. as well. Uh, but he was like, Jaron Thompson is the straw that serves the drink as far as his defense is concerned. Um, this is a guy who has a ton of offers. We have him number 49 in the Hot 100, but he pulls the trigger for Texas. This seems like a pretty good gift for Texas. Didn't have to wait very long either for uh – the chance to make that decision. I think he offered or he committed within two or three weeks of picking up the Longhorns offer. Of course, Chris Thompson committed to Auburn. Um, we spoke a little bit about that, how Thompson might fit into that, to that picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with what the coach, with what the coach said, mm-hmm. when in doubt, definitely trust the Texas high school football coach. They know what they're talking about when yes. it comes to their players. And Thompson is one of those guys who's a team leader, mm-hmm. very, and they're not they're not dissimilar from a height and weight standpoint, but they are a little bit dissimilar from how they look when you're just looking at them. But a good comparison to what you see him or how he carries himself on the field and off of it is Caden Stearns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the team leader. He's a guy who calls out the defense. He um, is a ball hawk. He's always around the football. He's good in coverage, and he's not afraid to come down and and blow up. Uh, a ball carrier, and I think that's what I really like about Jaron Thompson's game is he's a Mr. Do-It-All on the football field, and that's probably why the coaches are in love with him there. Lufkin's got an interesting team yeah. uh, to me this year. They only lost to Longview last year and in the playoffs. So I think they only lost two games. Yeah. And, of course, that's one of the best games in the state every year to kick off the season, Lufkin and Longview. And 
you know, Thompson's a guy who needs to patrol the middle of the field for them to have a chance uh, to give Longview a setback in game one. Of course, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that game with a guy like Haynes King committed uh, to Texas A&M. You've got Jaron yeah. Thompson committed to Texas. You've got Jalen Polk committed to Texas Tech. But there's a lot of talent uh, lining up in that game now. Yeah, if, you wanna, if you're into just kind of the, the matchup type situation, if you've got a guy like Haynes King kind of triggering an offense, taking aim at a defense, and secondary led by right. Thompson. I mean, that's that's must-see that's must stuff. That's going to be really, really good. Well, and I think Haynes King's going to take a lot of um, of the luster away from Lufkin quarterback Jordan Moore, yeah. who's pretty good. Yes, you know, absolutely. So this is a good week one game this year, maybe as good of a Lufkin-Longview matchup that I can remember in recent memory on paper, especially uh, with all the hype both teams have coming in with D1 recruits on both sides of the football. Absolutely. He is Greg Powers of Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at uh, Power Scout. Follow Next Level Athlete on Twitter at Next Level D1. Powers, appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing your insights. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it. Let's do it. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. We want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription pack. Uh, lots of good stuff there, including two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content, including uh, the premium podcast Tuppence Step, which dropped the first of our two-part uh, season preview, uh, dropped yesterday. Plus, you get uh, recruiting analysis from friends at Next Level Athlete and Greg Powers, if you'd like to hear from him. More of that at TexasFootball.com slash recruiting. Access to our archives, etc. $19.95 plus shipping and handling for the first year. Uh, $24.95 plus shipping and handling every year after that. Makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. While we were down in Houston at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention, we caught up with a number of coaches uh, from around the state. One of them from up in the panhandle, uh, the head coach of the Children's Bobcats. Uh, it is Coach uh, Jason Sims. Excited to see what his Bobcats do this year. Here is Matt Sepp's conversation with Jason Sims of Childress here on Texas Football Today. Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at THSCA Coaches School and Convention in Houston, Texas, here at the Built with Chocolate Milk Coaches Lounge, here with the head coach of the Childress Bobcats, Coach Jason Sims. Coach, I uh, appreciate you making the long drive down to uh, hang out with us today. I appreciate you having us. All right, Coach. Uh, you know, coaching school here, here in Houston, Texas, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of great vendors are, are out here and, and, and doing what they do. And, and, and for you guys to come all the way down to, to Houston, I mean, it's, it's not down the road for sure, Uh is this your commitment to THSCA and the organization? How important is it for you and your coaches to, to make it down here and be at this convention? Very, very important. You know, we uh, a lot of tradition at Childress, and that tradition was started by Coach Charlie Johnson. And Coach Johnson was a is a former president of the association and just instilled in us when we were, you know, coming up and young coaches. And even when I was at a different school, he would uh, always – harp on the importance of being involved in this organization and then as a young coach coming up and seeing what this organization does for our profession uh, I knew really quick that uh, it was important for us to get down here and then when I became a head coach uh, I've harped on my guys uh, that we need to be involved because this organization does so much for our profession and and so much for our kids that um, we need to be active and involved because that's the only way this thing continues to grow and be great. All right, now, we, uh, me and Tepper got to hang out with you a little bit at State 7-on-7 seven seven this year and watch your kids compete and look pretty good down in College Station. 
Um, it's going to be a little different team. You, you, a little bit younger, I would, I would say. You lost some uh, really, really good seniors that, that have moved on. But I, I know uh, expectations haven't changed around Childress. They still, you guys still have high expectations. I know you and your staff have, have high expectations with your kids. Um, when we look ahead to 2019, uh, what are some areas, you know, what, what are you excited about with your kids? And, uh, you know, what kind of personality do you feel like your ball club's going to have? Yeah, we are. We're anxious to get out there with this group and to see uh, what this team's going to look like. They've had a lot of success. We got a good nucleus coming back from last year that's experienced a lot of success. A lot of these kids have been on uh, varsity for a couple of years and, and went to the quarterfinals and you know won ten games last year. And they know the expectations and and they're the leaders of this team. And then we have a lot of young kids, like you said, that are coming up. Uh, we're going to be young in a lot of spots, but. I, like you saw them compete down there. Yeah, you, you, they look pretty good to me. I mean, they're they're we have talent. It's just unproven talent, and uh, there's a lot of potential there. Uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the the rodeo scene, but uh, Strand Smith is a world champion calf roper, and he lives in Childers. And uh, he came and spoke to our kids one time, and he gave them the definition of potential. Potential just means you haven't done anything yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so this team has a lot of potential. Okay. Uh, but you're, you're not going easy on them. I mean, they're going to get tested pretty quick. Your non-district schedule is as tough as always. You don't uh, you don't schedule soft, do you? No, we don't. <laughs> we believe that iron sharpens iron. And, and again, it's hard for uh, – hard for us to get games sometimes because of the when you have success right people aren't lined up at realignment people aren't really lined up to play you guys it's kind of like the last last guy at the dance right you kind of see that guy over there and it's like oh he was 16 and 0 last year i guess i gotta play him right i send my coaches to the different region centers and they always come back dejected because coaches just laugh in their face whenever Mm -hmm. we ask them if they want to (laughs) play uh that's a good problem to have and we do have a tough schedule i mean we got to start off with bushland who's ranked we're playing eastland who their quarterback is getting offered by everybody under the He's a good player. I've seen him. Yes. He's a yes. good player, yeah. Um, you know, Panhandle's got a – they're ranked. They've got a great program going. Um, and then uh, we got to play Munster, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. And then – Powerhouse. And your district's not uh, easy either, yeah. right? And then the biggest one of all is off the Canadian. Yeah. And you know, that's a huge rivalry for us. It's a newly budded rivalry, and well, there's a ton of respect for us and those guys. And uh, there's none better. There's not a better coach staff in the state of Texas than what Canadian has. Correct me if I'm wrong. Your district went 4-0 in the first round of the playoffs last year, right? That is correct. Yeah. And then I think – did y'all – did all four teams make it to the third round, or did one of them – it was three out of four, right? All all four teams went to the third round. Wow. So so the regional semifinals in Region 1-3A Division 2 was just a, a little district reunion, wasn't it? Yes. That's that's amazing. And I guess there's a possibility of that again this year. I mean, just looking on paper, I mean, a lot of the, you know, Spearman looks like they're going to be solid again this year. And uh, Tulia, right? Tulia. And Tulia, I mean, uh, Coach Ramos has done a great job mm-hmm. at that program. I mean, your district uh, weekend, and even the teams that don't make the playoffs, there, there's it's it's there's no off weeks, are there? No, 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 no. <laughs> Coach Arias over at Freona does a really good job, and I expect to see uh, them make some noise in our district too. Yeah, I mean, I think they were six and four and missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just speaks highly to your to your district and the quality of play. Um, we, we were at seven on seven. We were talking a little bit. We know that's not real football, and uh, you guys are very active. You play, you host a state qualifying tournament. Uh, when for you guys, what what? What are the benefits of playing seven-on-seven? Seven? Um, to compete. 
there's something to be said just for competing. I mean, it's the same reason why we want to make sure our kids are all playing basketball while they're playing baseball, while they're going track. Because it's one thing to, to, to lift and run and become a better athlete, but there's something to be said for competing and learning to compete and compete at a high level, and it just gives us an opportunity to compete in the summer. And also you get uh, an idea of what you're going to have to work with athletically, and then there's some chemistry that can start to uh, evolve through there because – We've got to defend the pass, and we've got to throw the ball. And I know it's under, you know, not realistic circumstances when a quarterback just gets to stand there for four seconds looking pretty and throw no the pass ball. pass rush, yeah. And nobody's hitting them in the mouth. Yeah. That's not real. But uh, there's a handful of the passes that, you know, we've completed passes in, in football where we didn't block the defensive end and he came free, but we threw it on time and we didn't get sacked. And so you can develop some of that timing that you need for your operate to, your offense to operate in the right way. And so we find value in it. And we, You guys run your scheme. You don't run seven-on-seven seven plays. You guys are running your Friday night offense. That's exactly right. You saw us. We were yeah. under center running bootleg here and there. I mean, we're not going to deviate. We're going to run our offense. We're going to run our defense. We're not going to put one single – a uh, funky seven-on-seven seven play on, and if that costs us a seven-on-seven seven game, so be it. We're we're in it to get better for Friday. And like you said, those reps are just. I mean, I, I'm assuming, especially for a small school, because you guys don't have the luxury of having spring ball. Obviously, your kids are playing other sports, so I'd imagine that combined with uh, another thing I was going to ask you about is all just those reps are just huge, aren't they? They are, and you know it's fun for the kids. The kids, our kids have been to state a lot, and Adidas does a great job of putting that on and the host. You know, and it's fun for them, and they look forward to it's another reason why we like to do it the uil this summer uh implemented a new rule where you guys are allowed two hours uh, mm-hmm. per week of, of skill specific uh, sport specific instruction mm-hmm. um and i know at a small school you kind of have to share a little bit with athletes and that kind of thing but how how big has that been uh how, how much further ahead do you feel like you guys are heading into fall practice having those two hours um in the summer somewhat i think everybody did it different and We might have done it wrong, but we didn't use all two hours every week. Uh, We want our kids to be kids and to have some summertime. And, yes, we use some of it to fix things that we saw wrong in seven-on-seven here and there. But uh, we actually haven't brought the kids in during July at all for any of those skill things. We've done maybe the linemen have done a few things here and there, but we haven't just gone to all in all the way. But – having the ability when we need to do it or want to do it it's been awesome and i'm glad that we're doing it and i hope that it continues to stay and then as this happens more and we start to network as a coaching community we'll probably start to learn some better ways to use it i was gonna say maybe you can kind of talk to other coaches see best practices right yes i didn't i was on the other end i didn't want to just jump in and go crazy and and run the risk of being the the program that said hey we did it the wrong way mm-hmm. look at how burned out our kids are because of what we did so we wanted to just kind of creep our way into it and i think i feel like we did it the right way this summer okay well coach uh, before we let you go we're gonna we're gonna have one more thing for you we're gonna have you spin the dick sporting good goods wheel of questions <laughs> we got a lot of tough questions Uh-oh. here so uh give that thing a whirl and we'll uh, we'll put you on the spot here There we go. Okay. Everybody's got a bucket list, Coach. Do you have any stadiums that you really want to coach, you know, or play in? or, or we'll, we'll say coaching. Place, a stadium you have not been to that you really want to coach in, kind of bucket list. Or even if it's a stadium you want to visit for a game, maybe a college or pro stadium. Visit for a game. I want to go watch a game in Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, I want to just go see that atmosphere. Uh, coach in – I, 
just it's, I don't know if it's a bucket list, but one that I've been impressed with that I really want to play a playoff game in is the new ACU Stadium. It's a nice place. I covered I covered uh, Lubbock Coronado and Azel and Odessa Permian Orleans and Lamar there uh, in the second round of the playoffs this year. It's a beautiful facility. They did a, ACU did a great job at that stadium. It's very nice. We play a lot of playoff games in the Abilene area. Uh, we haven't got to get in there. It's just it's. I think for being a small school, that would feel like we're really 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 big time getting to play in a place like that. You know what, if, you, if you get a Thursday playoff game at ACU. You might catch Matt step there. There you go. <laughs> I'll take that deal. And I, I'm guessing uh, another one. Have you coached at AT&T Stadium? Uh, I guess that would be one too, right? Yes. I'm not uh, I'm not going to jinx myself. We've got a lot okay. of really, that's, really That's tough. the goal, right? That's the it's goal. always the goal. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not going to make any calls about it. In Childress, Texas, there's high expectations, and we want to play in a state championship game. But we got to win a district championship yeah. first. I, I have to wonder if Childress ever made it to the state title game. I, I, would anyone be left in town? No. <laughs> oh, no. That's just the way it is, right? I don't know if anybody's left in town when we play Canadian. There you go. I, well, that's, that's a bucket list game I need, I need to make us this year in Children's Place Canadian. You need to be there. Coach, appreciate your time. We appreciate what you do for student-athletes in the state of Texas. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. There he is, Jason Sims, head coach of the Children's Bobcats. Big expectations always in Childress, especially when you're following the footsteps of a guy like Charlie Johnston. But uh, excited to see what they do this year um, up there in the Panhandle. Always, uh, always a threat to uh, to make a run. You know, you never really know uh, with them. Even when it seems like maybe it's not their year, they, they always seem to turn out 10, 11, 12 win team, teams. It's just you know, pedigree up there matters so so much. So appreciate Jason Sims sitting down with us at the Bill with Chocolate Milk Coach's Lounge at the THSA Coaching School and Convention a couple of days ago. Uh, apologize for audio issues. Uh, apparently, we were having some audio issues uh, during the This Week in Recruiting segment. Um, uh, I, I did not pipe down the huddle audio. So you guys got to hear some really cool, um, uh, I'm sure, really cool overlaid tracks from, from all the highlights. I apologize for that, trying to do a little too much right here. But the good news is, the good news is, we have an actual broadcast professional returning tomorrow. Hopefully, Max is back tomorrow, so we will have a show that is uh, theoretically better than this one. Uh, so appreciate you guys bearing with me uh, here on Texas Football Today and, and spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Greg Powers, who is not in the studio anymore, look, he abandoned me. For Greg Powers, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can be your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.